Hey, hey, folks, welcome back. Another great guest zooming in, I believe for your second time, maybe third time. We've got Mr. Travis McConaughey from Milford, Saskatchewan coming in. And Milford is a very, very small town, but Travis is definitely a big deal. In fact, last my foggy memory, Travis, is like you own half the town or something like that. <laughs> well, yeah, it's interesting. So, so yeah, I'm in a small town, but we're investing right across Northeast Saskatchewan yeah. um, as a start. And then we went to the Northwest and now the Southeast. So we're pretty much spread out 700 kilometers across Saskatchewan. So it's been fantastic. I love my secondary markets. I love Saskatchewan. Oh, well, yeah, exactly. So, and, and Travis, you come, you come from a farming background, if I'm not mistaken, is that correct? Yeah, absolutely. I farmed for about 20 years. We did yeah. a joint venture. I, I don't drive the tractor now with still farm, but you know, that was my background to real estate and it's served me very, very well. So you start off by basically purchasing farmland and increasing the size of, of your operation there and then started getting into um, residential real estate. Is that correct? Well, absolutely. So going back to the early 90s, actually farming interest rates were high and, you know, prices, they'd went very, very high and a lot of farms are failing. So I'd gotten in right on the tail end of that. And we actually started buying land and it started decreasing in price. So as I acquired, it was going down and it, it was really good. <laughs> it and was really good. <laughs> yeah, well, it's, it's sort of crazy. It was, and, it was good because you're planning on holding on to a long-term anyhow. So you're just, I guess your, your thought was, well, I, yeah, maybe I could have got that one a little bit cheaper, but I'm going to get the next one a lot cheaper anyhow. So it doesn't really matter too much. Well, that's that. And so we, we started buying land and, you know, I kept consistently buying land and, you know, the first rental in 2000. So I've played the game for over 20 years, but aggressively starting in 2010. And, and I started scaling in 2010. It's a result of getting the right people and the right network. Mm -hmm. So once I had that and the right tools, it's amazing what can happen. So, well, let's, let's, let's talk about that a little bit. So up between 2000 and 2010, would you consider that you're kind of dabbling in real estate? Would, would that be how you would classify it or, or what were you doing? As a farmer, absolutely not. But as a, no. um, as a, as a area of secondary investment, yes. And the reason was I didn't know what I didn't know. Mm -hmm. I had no money. I didn't know how to, I guess, per se, raise money. And I didn't know what I was doing. Once I started reading books and surrounding myself with people, the doors opened and they opened massively. So what kind of education did you get that really just kind of opened your eyes? And in addition to reading the, the books and whatnot, and, and what network did you really dial into at that time? So the key, the key to the networks was, I guess, locally, we had a few small investor groups. They weren't big by any means. And, and they weren't specifically focused on real estate. So I started in those groups. I joined a few national groups. And once I started on the national groups and learned key strategies for investing, it, it was amazing. So basically, you know, they say your network is your net worth. And, and truly, once I got the tools and started getting out there and starting taking, started taking action, I, it, my whole portfolio just blossomed. Beautiful. So we were talking a little bit before we pressed record here that last time we, we chatted was pre-COVID. And you were doing kind of smaller deals. And then you, you told me that COVID really threw a wrench in things. But it also kind of ended up being a, a blessing in disguise. So talk us through that. What's What's been going on with you? Yeah, so it's quite interesting. I've been 
literally buying a deal or two, two deals or three every month for 13 years. And, you know, I kept acquiring, acquiring. Well, what happened so, is- So what kind of deals were you buying just to give people an idea? Yeah. So generally single family houses, um, mm -hmm. smaller multis, you know, I'd always had some larger, but it's hard. It was harder to find good multis. Mm -hmm. Now, the challenge I realized is it's great to buy good multis. The problem is the back end of managing all the small stuff gets really, really difficult. Mm -hmm. So if you're doing a lot of renovations, managing a lot of crews, managing a lot of people, it's difficult. So especially so if you're spread out across 700 kilometers, <laughs> for crying out loud. For our American friends, that's about 400 and some miles <laughs> radius is, is what he's working with. Yeah. So at the time I wasn't so much. Now I am, but I was doing a lot of small projects and I realized the key to growing is to be more strategic. So during COVID, what had happened is it was very, very difficult getting people. It was very difficult getting proper financing. And then to the, um, top it off, it's your risk is exponential because the price of materials started, you know, doubling and tripling yeah. in some cases. So I said, I don't want to do this to the scale I've been doing it. And I pivoted. So it was basically finish all the projects. And once I got a nice level playing field, then I have the ability to scale. So this year I'm on track to do, um, you know, well into the hundred, hundred plus units. Wow. Which, which is pretty cool. Yeah. And so, really well, give, give us an idea over the, over the 20 previous years that you were investing in real estate, you were doing like single family homes and, and small multis. Were these long-term buying holds or were you doing flips or were you doing a whole mixture of different, different things with those properties? I learned really early on um, after trying a couple flips that it's not really where I want to be. If I yeah. can essentially burr a property, buying it and ultimately refinancing it and renting it, it works really good. So I don't sell property. Mm -hmm. All right. So you built up a portfolio of a lot of smaller properties. Um, now you're getting into the, the, the bigger multifamily properties. Are you going to divest yourself of the small ones and just really focus on the big ones or keep those in your back pocket as well? So what I've done is I focused on about four major markets. And in each of those, I got a sizable portfolio and we've renovated 95% of the buildings. So they're producing and running very, very well. So I can have a property manager looking after that um, group of assets. So right now- In, in each different market. So you got like four- people four sets of boots on the ground right. in, in each different market. Do those property manage, work, managers work exclusively for you or, or how do you, how do you do that, Travis? I'm just curious as to so how in, you manage. In three of the four more or less, yeah. um, we've added a few sort of friends into there, but they, you know, they could be a T4, they could be a subcontractor, but yeah. even as a sub, they're only working for me. Right. Okay. So it's, Keeping it's them busy enough really that they, they don't need any other customers. Yeah. And, and the key is you need about 70 units to have somebody um, doing that more or less full time. Yeah, that makes sense. So Travis, people are listening to this going, holy crap, this guy is just rocking and rolling. Just for the, the, the newer investors, walk us through, how did you go from being a farmer that didn't have a hell of a lot of cash on hand necessarily to, to be buying properties to starting to do one, two, three deals a month. 
So do you have incredibly deep pockets? Did you did you strike oil on all that farmland and you just got gushers galore? Or have you figured out how to uh, tap into OPM, other people's money? Well, yeah, this is exactly, it's interesting how you, how you say that. So oil is not my, um, I stay away from oil. So, so Saskatchewan has lots of oil, but it's very, very cyclical and very risky. So I more or less do not invest in places with cyclical um, markets. I invest in very stable, very boring communities, mainly agriculture and manufacturing. So that's number one. Um, or potash. We have a massive um, potash mine going in. So we're build, doing a big play this summer in a, the city of Humboldt. Hmm. Um, it's interesting. How did I grow, though, from, you know, no money, per se, to where I'm at? Mm-hmm. And, and the interesting thing is I'm very, very cautious about finding the right deal and knowing what to do with the right deal. So starting off, I actually didn't use the farm. I found a little bit of little bits of money and I put all the little bits together and I had enough to buy a house. Well, fast forward, if you do mortgage pay down, you know, it, it was enough to refinance the house and buy number two. Hmm. And once you have number two, then the market went up and you could buy number three. Okay. So you self-financed quite a bit there is what I'm hearing. Yeah. And so I went that route for a long time, but I realized if you can buy the right deal. So if you're buying them 75 cents on the dollar, actually having to do nothing and you create your down payment, you can keep endlessly recycling the cash. Right. But at some point you end up with this whole flood of deals and you want more deals. So what do you do? And the answer there to grow is doing joint ventures. So yes, I am using OPM, but we're, I'm being very, um, I don't know the exact words, but I, I work cooperatively with people and they'll get more than I give them, or I'll give them way more than what they're putting in generally. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's very, very beneficial. Yeah. So we found so lots of great deals, deals. especially yeah. with these larger multifamily properties. Yeah. You probably have to, to look at, uh, partnering up a little bit more. Uh, possibly, but if you find the right deal, you, you may not even need money on larger, larger multis. You just need the ability to get financing, whatever that looks like. Yeah. So there's all these fallacies and, and actually a lot of them aren't true once you start playing the game. So Travis, the kind of deal flow that you're coming across in small town, Saskatchewan, how are you generating this kind of deal flow? Like let's talk pre pandemic with the, smaller deals, the single family homes, what was your best method of finding those kind of properties at 75 cents or less on the dollar? So I'd say the number one is reputation. In small town, people know you, so do what you say. Um, So if they're bringing me a deal, I'll close it very, very quick. I might even close it that day. I've, I've been known to write a check today, they give me the house and own it the next week. So I make it very, very easy. I make it painless. And if you start transitioning a big enough area, people know that you're the guy doing it. So the deals come to me. So they come by word of mouth and it's, it's really amazing what can happen. On a secondary note, we have a real estate group in Saskatoon and we've had the pleasure of having you a few times. So when you create a group of investors, the deals come through the network. So we now have, I believe 1200 people actively on our regs Facebook in regs Regina and regs Saskatoon. And a lot of deals come to me. Today, I, another deal showed up in Southern Saskatchewan. So through that deal, through being the leader in the group, the deal flow is incredible. Yeah, that is a really good point because you've been kind of spearheading those groups for 
for years now. You're not the only uh, guy running the, the show in those groups, but you're definitely probably the, the longest running member of those groups and, and definitely very, very involved. And um, so have you, have you found just by being present there, do you, do you give presentations? Do you teach people a little bit about what you're doing? How, how are you getting the word out that you're the guy that can close? So I'm kind of the guy in the background and by being the leader, people want, they know the leader's got something behind them, even though we have a lot of new people showing up. So we always have a really um, a good roundtable discussion. So the new people, I'll get them to introduce themselves. We'll get people to present opportunities. I'll also get them to talk about challenges. So if we can all work collectively and help each other, there's there's more than enough money to go around and help everybody. Mm-hmm. So building a strong network where you are is key to um, growing profits in real estate. Yeah, that just makes a ton of sense. And yeah, love your groups. Very always a blast coming out and speaking, uh, speaking to your folks. That's for sure. Um, so now moving up into these bigger multifamilies, what's, what's similar, what's different for you, Travis? So the interesting thing, when you, when I become the expert in what I'm doing, I, when I look at something and I know what build, what the price per door is in secondary markets. So I'm a very specialized person in Saskatchewan in secondary markets. They might, may not be close, but the asset values are similar. The running of the buildings is similar. So when I see a box in one town, I see the same box 500 kilometers away. I'm like, okay, the price per door is X. The rent should be X. And, you know, is there an opportunity? So that case in point, I found a distressed asset. And the distressed, it was distressed because of health issues. It had nothing to do with the quality of the building. Um, it had also to do with age. So the vendors were getting older. They'd extreme, the building was very, very well run, but the rents weren't at market. There was health issues and they needed to sell. So yeah, I came so to the older, table. Older couple, they'd been self-managing for a long time. Maybe they were kind of friendly with, with their tenants and they were keeping the rents at a very, very reasonable rate. And I can relate to that. My grandparents <laughs> were like that. <laughs> so the challenge on these deals, and, and these deals are all like all across North America. So if you if you understand the market and you understand somebody that isn't um, doesn't know the numbers would look at it and say, oh, the math doesn't work at all. But actually, the math works fine. The, the issue is you just need to wait six months, give rent increases, and all the numbers are perfect. So I see. So up- basically, they're asking what they were asking for the property was higher than what the current numbers said it should be. However, you saw that they were radically underpricing their 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 units, and that by bumping them up to fair market value, you've you've got some built-in equity there. Is that correct? Yeah. So it was actually listed a bit low, and then it went lower, and then I then I bought it. So, so why why would it not have made sense then? Numbers still didn't make sense based on rent. Initially, still they were a bit low, and I hadn't went into Southeast Saskatchewan yet. Mm. So I'm being a bit um, cautious on how far I spread myself. Right. But when I saw that I could make 25% on a large multifamily asset by basically buying it and doing nothing, nothing except increasing rent, I was like, this is, this is gold. So these types of deals are what I'm looking for. Well, no doubt. So that was a new market. How did you come across that deal? Was that through a realtor? So 
uh, actually it was listed yeah through through the realtor network so realtor.ca you can go online and and follow you know you you filter to multifamily and you can watch all the multifamily right so actually simple and and available to anybody in Canada or you know if you're out of country I guess investing in Canada yeah very very cool so, so they're there but if you don't know what you're doing it isn't really a deal exactly right yeah you, so, you so what like- I you got to figure out what market rent is. You got to figure out, does it make sense? Do the, do the numbers make sense? And, and so that said, we, we also have recently found assets in, um, in Alberta and we're moving into secondary Alberta markets. And there's a huge potential there as well. And it's based on more people in secondary markets in Alberta. So there's more volume of building, more deals. And they're very, very similar to Saskatchewan. Tenant rules are same. Buildings are similar. Rents are similar. So I, I understand it without ever having invested in Alberta. Yeah, exactly. So Travis, moving ahead, what are your plans for the next year or two? So the number one was to clean up my back end, um, doing, you know, still doing deals, but having a clean back end so I can do more of what I want to do. So that's sitting in my kayak in the summer, traveling to Europe, visiting my nieces and my nephews, spending time with my wife. So all these um, personal things, I'm, I'm actually taking the time to do it. Nice. So Friday morning, I was out in the golf course at 7 a.m. Friday afternoon, I was doing service work. You know, the phone was ringing, but I was doing what I want to do. So, so I love giving back. We learn, lead service organizations. And, um, you know, we help our community. Um, I love traveling and traveling, you know, with my family, traveling with friends. So we're doing that. And, you know, life's pretty good. That's awesome, my friend. <laughs> That's awesome. So I, I know um, you're very active with your local real estate investment clubs. If people want to connect with you or reach out to you, is that the best way for them to do that? Or, or how do you like people to kind of connect? Yeah, absolutely. A, a great way to connect with me is find me on Facebook, send me a message. And if you're local, we can, you know, sit down, and have a coffee, or you can, you know, um, send me a message when we'll, we'll have a phone conversation. So I love helping, helping people grow. And I love helping experience investors, um, you know, sharing knowledge. Awesome, Travis. Well, thanks so much for being on the show again. And congratulations on the pivot. It sounds like you're having a lot of fun. Absolutely. And thanks for having me. I always, uh, I love your show. I love your guests and, you know, keep up the great work, Dave. I appreciate it. All right, everybody. Take care. And we'll talk to you on the next episode.